Welcome aboard the Championship Express. I'm your host, Jamie. Again, I'm joined by Robert Second Tier Stats. How are you, Rob? Fine, Jamie. Thank you very much. Uh, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Another busy week in Gaffer. These game weeks come thick and fast, don't they? Absolutely, especially if you have a couple of red arrows. Leaves you feeling sore. Yeah, I tend to do bad in midweek and then have a good game score on the weekend. So when we talk about it the day after, I normally just bring up my weekend score. Um, how did you get on this weekend? Uh, 67, which I thought was all right, um, until I've seen some of the astronomical scores. It was enough to give me another red arrow, down to 194 now, but I thought, in principle, I thought 67 is a good score. Double clean sheet from Birmingham. Uh, Bidwell vice captain got me nine. Double half a clean sheet for the Borough. Um, Tony, big 24-point captaincy, and Saar got me five, Pedro got me four, it was a bit hit and miss. How did, you get, on, how did you get on midweek? 80, I was happy with 80 in midweek. Yeah, that's a good um, aye. Tony, another big all, 24 captaincy points. Wendy, vice-captain, yeah, 80 was a good score. Midweek I had a disaster, I had 43 so I dropped from 44th overall to 122nd, I think it was. So that was a disaster, literally. Mm. Nobody returned other than Armstrong and Foster. But then I had an 82 this week. Um, it was the game week of scoring defenders. Once I said Toffolo and Roberts, 14 and 13, respectively. Bidwell, 6, and then Foster, Hutchinson, 4s. My midfield was shite. Harry Wilson, four. Saw, five. Brooks, two. Then up front, Armstrong, vice captain with three. Solanke, 11. And Sant. Do you know what? I keep getting this. I keep getting it mixed up with the Watford um, strike, and I do it all the time, even when I'm on my own. Um, he's got me 16 points as captain. Not the Watford striker, the Reading striker. For some reason, I just can't remember his name. Even though I look at it nearly every day, it's just can't do it. Friend on my bench, six pointer again, Birmingham defence here to me as normal. But yeah, so that's took me up to a well with a small green arrow, that's took me to 110th. So it's better than nothing, I suppose. What are you on overall? 110th. Sorry, points. Oh, points, very good question. I am on. So I'm on one oh nine two. And I'm just inside the top 200. Just curious how far away I am. I'm on 1,123. Right. 30 points in between, like, say, 100 and 200. So it's stretching out now. It's stretching. Yeah. Well, I looked um, yesterday. I'm, I think, 27 points off 50 or so. Yeah. With Gaffer, come this time next week when we're recording again, it could be completely different, can't it? It's... It's hectic, it's absolute chaos, but I love it. Absolutely. So this week, what we're going to do is we're going to carry on the theme while there's two game weeks per week, is just pick up the key points instead of reviewing every single game because it just takes ages. And I think I think this is a bit better. You know, we can get the important information out to the listeners. Um so what we'll do is we'll do them. We'll have a quick preview of what we're going into now, 17 and 18, isn't it? Um, and then we'll go through the listeners' questions. So to start off, we've got three points that we want to go through. I thought the first one we can go through is one that I thought of this morning. Is it time to ditch the template and gamble? So do you think it's possible that we can go without one of Tony or Armstrong? Possible. I don't see the upside. I, I see you've quickly uh, come back on board for Tony. Didn't take long. Yeah, I've kind of realised I made the mistake in. Probably should have kept both just because, you know, they keep scoring, everyone's got them. But if I was going to come off and take a gamble to try and rise, I think it should have been Armstrong. I came away from that, Tony. But Luke, I've know. looked at this one in terms of uh, points per million yeah. at this point in time. So, Jao is top with 18.5 points per million. 
Yeah. Um, and then you've got Armstrong and Coat and Tony with 15 and 14.5. So how that compares to sort of the best 11, you know, they're both in the best 11 options in Gaffer at the moment for points per million. So I can't see the need to, to move away at their mid-price points. I'd say they were cheap for what they're doing. I definitely think, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with having Armstrong and Tony because why would he be wrong? You know, they're, they're both absolutely brilliant assets. But if you're, I don't know, let's just use, for example, you're sitting 100th overall, you've got Tony and Armstrong and you're just getting the same points as everyone above you. If you were to go to come off one, would it be Tony or Armstrong? I would go for short-term. Uh, Blackburn's fixtures are a bit a bit more ropey. But I looked at this a little bit earlier. Uh, with the middle, so Brentford have got, in Green Week 19, 20, 21, 22, they've got tough games against Watford, Reading, Cardiff and Bournemouth, so you could do a switcheroo or you could jump off at those fixtures. Um, but probably Tony, I just like Armstrong. Yeah. See, I was looking at it, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to look at some numbers and you know me, I'd, I'm completely used to this. So take this how you want. It might be useful to you, it might not be. But I just had a look um, using Whitebeard's tool and it gives you, um, I just looked at the price, the performance points, goals, penalties, assists. So when I say um, goals, it means how many points they scored for their goals, not actual goals. So looking at it in performance points, Tony's at 38 points, where Armstrong's only at 28. Um, Jow's at 35. Solanke's at 38 as well. And then I had a look at um, Kiefer Moore and Tyrese Campbell because there's a lot of debate on who should be the third striker. And a couple of weeks ago, I was saying it should be Campbell, where I'd probably go back on that now. I think he's had his time and it's probably time to move on if you're still on him. But Campbell's only at 24 bonus, same as Kiefer Moore. In terms of goals, um, Tony and Armstrong are leading the way, as you can imagine, both for 55 points each. Jow's on 40, with Kiefer Moore and Solanke and Campbell are on 30. Uh, but what I found interesting is on penalties, Moore, Campbell and Solanke aren't on penalties, so that gives the advantage to Tony, Armstrong and Jow. We've all scored nine points each from their penalties. And then in terms of assists, Tony and Armstrong have both got six points, but Jowell's got 12. I gent looking at it now with them numbers, you might think I'm wrong. That's just my opinion. I think Jowell's the better option, a better option than Armstrong. I think I'm very tempted to overall, and I am very tempted to go Tony, Jowell, and Solanke. I think. What do you think about that? Good info. Uh, when we touched on it about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, about this uh, third striker spot, really, I should have come with you, I think. Should have come with you to Slanky. I think he's looking good. Um, he doesn't have the penalties, like you say. Um, but I... Oh, God, I can't believe you can do that. You'd, you'd get rid of them. Maybe I'd just hang on onto him too much. But, Jow, I can see the appeal. He's got... Um, a mishmash of fixtures, really, but they just seem to keep doing it. They look back, they do look back. Um, Reading, so I can see that. I can see Solanke, um, and then I can see one of Tony or Armstrong. I can see why you could go to come to those conclusions, especially like I mentioned with the fixtures you could target Brentford, you could keep Tony for Derby and Forest, and then switch across to Blackburn and get Rotherham, Stoke, Sheffield. So there's options in there, for the switcheroo. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's something that nobody's really talking about. And, it, you know, you could do that. Like me, for example, um, I'm sitting the other way around. I've got Armstrong, but we've got to do something. If I was sitting in the top 10, there'd be no doubt about it. I'd have Armstrong and Tony and then probably Joe. That'd be my front three, set and forget and just keep going. But, you know, it depends how, cont how content you are with where you want to finish. I mean, I don't want to finish 100, but I want to try and do as best as I can. So I think if I do overall, which I am very tempted to do now and set myself up, I'm going to go Tony, Jow and Solanke. Because Solanke, before I looked at these, I said, yeah, he's all right, but 
he's getting the bonus points so he's doing something right and see even though it might not look at look that way he's doing something to get these in the right place at the right time so I'm going to and just on the last five games Tony's got four goals one assist Jao's got five goals one assist Slanky's got four goals no assist Armstrong's got three goals one assist and I just think they're the main men. Other than Jao at Reading, he's got Alisi, Ajari and Mate around him. But Armstrong has got other players around him. Anti West Slanky, I feel he's the main man up top. No, I can't see King getting in the team. I think he'll end up going. So I just thought it's I'd throw odd, that. It? I just thought I'd throw it out there. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't say you need to do that. I don't think it's definitely the right decision. There's always risk with reward. But I think if you are going to try and climb up, I think that's a good way to go. But obviously, as we said, there's a risk. So I could end up at 200 for come next Sunday. You never know, do you? Hey, you're talking about 200 as though it's a bad thing. I'm happy <laughs> down here. It's a good point, though. There's now four, you can call them third choice striker options because they're all about the same price. But they're all you know prominent. And Moore's pretty much getting himself in contention there now as well, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, keep it. And I think um, players like, you know, Pookie could easily put himself into contention. IU could easily. We say it every week, and we're probably going to say it every week going forward. It will change every week. He was in form enough. I'm just trying to jump on who's on form now before somebody else comes on the block. I'm just trying to get there early. So we'll see. But what do you think? Um, what do you think of? Josh Coroma, he's in there at one, two, about eighth highest striker, and he's the clear cheapest option in there. I put a tweet out in you know, after game week 12 how he'd had the second number, highest number of shots of any uh, player after that point. Does he interest you at all, or are you pretty set on three strikers being the tough sort of mould to break? I'd be honest, um, I hadn't even thought about him, I haven't even looked at him. Um, I can now see um, there, now you've pointed him out. I'll be honest, if I was going to take um, a gamble on something like my preference is Woodrow. Um, he's been on my radar for a few weeks, but there's just too many players ahead of him. But I do like Woodrow. But where is he? 5.6 million, 79 points. Now, we were on about Godden for quite a while, weren't we, at 5.2? Absolutely. And then there's uh, him. Sort of making him. 5.2. Yeah. And his points per million are fourteen one, so he's literally just behind Tony for returns versus price. You know, I think um, impressive. He's not even playing through the middle. I think it depends on your budget. I mean, if you if you're struggling and you need that cheaper one, you know, he's probably the best there, isn't he? So I'm just looking. Um, Brereton at Blackburn, he's at five point two, sixty nine points, but. Yeah, with Armstrong in the team, you're always going to go Armstrong. And do you want to double up? Um, Patterson's gone off the boil a bit at the moment at Bristol City. Yeah, I'd probably say he's the best option. But me personally, I'm not going to look past them. Probably five or six strikers. Yeah, it's, it's got to be them really for me. Yeah, tough because you're only getting three options, aren't you? It's not like a midfielder you can just throw one in as your fifth and use them occasionally. The premium. Yeah. And that probably brings us on to the next key point, actually, using all three strikers. Um, <clears throat> one thing that's materialising in the Gaffer community at the moment is talks of formation. So I've seen it over the last few days. Midfielders just aren't doing it for us, where forwards and attackers are. So the debate really is 4-3-3 or 5-2-3. What do you think is the best formation? Or would you say they're completely wrong in... I like playing a 4-3-3, to be honest. No no reason more than the way it looks on the screen. It looks the most traditional to me. I like it. But if you're looking at the information, points per million again, it is 5-2-3. I think somebody pitched that on Twitter earlier and we sort of thought, I haven't even looked at doing a five. But I feel like four, for me, I can get those attacking fullbacks that are essentially midfielders, hopefully. Um, and it feels like I've got more, got more going forward with the cover of extra defensive points. I do follow that. I am. Um, I think I played four three three nearly all season. I'm just trying to just going on my points now, and just having a look. 
Um, some, oh, actually, I've played a 3-4-3 three, three at times, but it is mainly 4-3-3, three, three, and it's just the fact of I don't like having five defenders because you're relying on the clean sheets. Yes, um, assists and goals come as a bonus. Um, I just don't like relying on clean sheets. And until, I think it, it was Simple Goal who mentioned it on Twitter earlier on, and once he'd mentioned it, I was like, he's right, you know. It, but you can easily switch from a 4-3-3 to a 5-3-2, depending on what your fixtures are like that week. So, for example, um, Toffolo, Hutchinson, Bidwell, Roberts and friend I've got, I would always convert to friend being my fifth defender just because he's the cheapest, no, no reflection on his performances. But I'd always do that and it's backfired on me this week. But if I thought he had a good one, I could go five. Think no, no. I'll put him second sub. I do think though. Now I've seen that, and it's in my head. And if I do overall, I'm going to lean in the way of playing five at the back most weeks, unless someone's got a real tough fixture. And then just having two premium midfielders with three cheaper ones. So you know you've got Elise, who's cheap enough. Like, he's one of the cheapest in the game. He, how cheap he is. Um. As Dan Juma is only 6.9, he's one of the best top performing midfielders. And I was looking at Beller at Birmingham, 5.6. I was stuck between him and Scott Sinclair, just on the basis Sinclair takes penalties, but I couldn't afford it um, because of having Solanke over Armstrong, obviously, he's more expensive. But could you see yourself um, going down that road? I was going to come back on a couple of points, yeah. um, which will lead into that. I guess with Gaffer, you've got massively on these boosts. So you need a 15-man playing squad. Yeah. Um, and you've got the rotation, so you've got the auto sub. So setting yourself up in one way or another is sort of is a good planning tool, but also you know you're going to rely on all 15. So for either the boosts or rotation. Um, I like... Oh, that was the other point I was going to make. You've got half a clean sheet now, <clears throat> so yeah. four points, we'll say. Yeah. And that is equivalent to a midfield blanking and getting two bonus, you know, which is obviously a good performance. So so I'm looking back through my scores and I'm seeing this week, Buendia has got two, Brooks has got two, which is no good. Uh, Spence and Bowler both got half a clean sheet, though. So it's double, you know, double what my midfielders have delivered. So it the five at the back is obviously converting into these high points tallies. Um, and yeah. Yeah, I can see it being really useful. Mids are just not doing it and they haven't been doing it at all. Yeah, I think I'm leaning towards that way, definitely. And it's just the value, like Toffolo 4.9. He's 100% better value than half the midfielders. And at that price, you can just stick him in. You know, if you don't get your clean sheet, you don't, but he's getting performance points. So once I'd seen Simple Goal right, I thought, oh, I'm going to have to look into this. And this is what's pushing me towards an overall because I thought I'd just look at some numbers on the defenders. Again, just um, based on performance points, goals, assists, first half, clean sheet, second half, and the total. Um, and all I've done is I've chose attacking full-backs. I haven't chosen no centre-backs, because everyone seems to be looking at your um, Roberts, Bidwells, Aarons, um, all them. And I thought I'd just see who comes in there, so, you know, in the top, in terms of numbers. In regards to performance points, Roberts... He's on another level. He's scored 31 bonus points so far. Toffolo and Bidwell have got 20. Colin at Birmingham, 19. And Smith at Bournemouth, 18. Um, Colin, I'm going to get into him because I used to own him, didn't I, before? And then swapped him to friends. Um, he's in here a bit. So if we go on to goals, there's only two real. Um, Roberts and Toffolo both scored two each. Um, none of the other full-backs are worth mentioning. In terms of assists, Toffolo's top with 15 points, Bidwell 12 points, Roberts 9, and then Rico 9, and Collins in there again uh, with 6 points from his 2 assists. And then, interestingly, first half clean sheets, Birmingham are really good for this. Collins top with 26, Roberts 22. And then in the second half, In terms of first half clean sheets, it gets interesting. Collins had again, um, Birmingham are really good at keeping the ball out in the first half. He's 
accumulated 26 points. Roberts is in there again with 22. Um, second half clean sheets. Norwich seems to be better in the second half because Aaron's is on 22, along with Connor Roberts again, and then Nico Henry's in there. Um, so looking defensively, you know, if we're going to put our money up front, well, I'm just talking on behalf of myself at the moment. If I'm putting my money in Solanke, um, Jao and Tony, and then using the defence, I'm going probably all premiums. So looking at the overall draft that I've done, I'll be going Woodman and Goal, and then Bidwell, Roberts, Toffolo, Colin, and then having Richard Redding, 4.3 as my fifth defender, who you can easily play, can't you? But you can easily bench him. What do you think about all them numbers? Oh, it's like the it's like the Jamie Overhaul special this week. We won't get this service every week. Um, was that a triple up on Swansea defence you were liking there? Woodman. Yeah, Woodman, yeah. I was just, Bidwell and Roberts, nice. That is heavy. I was 100% going Bidwell and Roberts, but I have seen a few other people with Woodman in there and I just thought, I don't want Foster, 6.8. Um, I was close to considering Etheridge um, just to do the double up with Birmingham. But I feel a bit more safe with Woodman back, back in Swansea and just going balls deep with Swansea. You know, I either get a triple clean sheet like points or I get nothing. I might as well go yeah. all in. It's one of them. It's because Birmingham are very inconsistent. The yeah, numbers yeah. are very good, but you don't know what you're getting. Where Swansea have only conceded 10 all season. They've got the best defence in the league and they're no, better side. So I have more faith. What's he at? 6.3. Yeah. <laughs> So, on keepers, it's a bit like FPL. There's no difference, basically, whatsoever on across the whole t- keepers. So, I've got 12, the top 12 keepers here, and there's only two points per million difference in them. So, it's pick and stick, I think. If you're on an overhaul, do it. If you're not, probably don't waste transfers on keepers. It looks yeah. like they're all roughly getting about the same. That's why I've had Foster for so long. I'll, and if I don't overhaul this week, Foster will be staying. I don't see the point in changing this. Um, I just wish yeah. I never went there on my overall. I did replace Woodman for him, so I would be going back. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on um, defenders? What, um, everyone's talking about the attacking full-backs. I do think it's good fresh from this weekend and a couple of them have scored. But is there any ones that you're looking at? I'm happy with me with my back five. But I can't disagree with anything you're saying there. It's... Uh... It, it's clear that they're offering the value and if you are overhauling that's the sort of the current trend to get on can't argue with that um, it, like the second place points per million midfielder is Sinclair and he's only got 11.8 versus like Toffolo's top with 20.6 points per million so he's a bargain he's unbelievable I think him and Alise for their value I- you can't yeah. blame Gaffer, but they've got they weren't to know, but yeah, they've got their prices completely wrong. But these are the kind of players that you want though. You want them to get a few wrong and you know you can enjoy owning them. Because to me, Toffolo, I can't see him moving all season now with that value. He's not he's probably matching Bidwell, I'd imagine. I haven't looked at in depth numbers, but he's got to be matching Bidwell, hasn't he? I definitely He's got three more points in him and he's only five mil, so it's clear as clear as day, isn't it? Bargain. What about midfield then? Because if we're gonna play five, two, three or four, three, three, you know, we've we already know we've got Elise in. Elise needs to be in there at four point seven. So let's just call him our fifth midfielder for now. Even though you'd play him probably quite a lot. Yeah. Um how would you approach it if you're is in terms of price-wise, because you've got like your SARS, Buendias, Wallaces, and then Ganjum is a bit cheaper. What, where would you be looking? If you've got your first or your fifth uh, mid has been dirt cheap, I mean, I don't think you're going to struggle for money. So I'm doing this myself, and I'm sure you, you can't argue with it, is getting five decent prospect midfielders, five maybe even mid-priced, I'd call them. Yeah. Um, and you can just rotate them in and out because you're not expecting the earth from them. See, yeah, well, you can afford that. You're going to have quite a lot of budget left because I 
on my overall draft, my strike is 9.8, 6.7, 8.6. So I've got two of the most expensive strikers. At the back, I've got Bidwell and Roberts and Colin, all over 6 million. Mm-hmm. Tough was a cheap and Richards. But then in midfield on my draft, um, 9.5, 9.8, 6.9, a 5.6 and a 4.7. So you can't afford it. I'm just thinking the likes mm. of Buendia, his numbers are there. So when I looked at the midfielders, again, exactly the same criteria, performance um, bonus, goals, penalties, assists, um, some performance points, Wallace and Buendia, both accumulated 28. Dan Juma, 27. Saar's um, got 24 with Harry Wilson, which I was quite surprised by, Saar. Um, but in terms of goals, Dan Juma's leading the way with 25, uh, with Mate at Reading, Chair, Powell and Sinclair. So the big boys like your Wallace, Buendia's, Saar's, they're not actually getting the goals, but they're getting performance points. What I did find interesting on penalties, there isn't many really any penny penalty takers and midfielders that you'd want anyway. Stanislas, he scored six points. Um, so he's an option for Bournemouth. Scott Sinclair and Wallace. So Wallace is a good pick. So he's getting your bonus and he's on penalties as well, set pieces. Where assist-wise, this is where Elise comes in. He leads away with 18 points. And Buemo is on 15, which caught me by surprise. And then on 12 points is Buendia and Bally at Birmingham. So just from their numbers, I came up with my overall midfield with um, Buendia, just because he creates so much. And I think he's quite highly owned now. He's talk of the town into really at the moment. Um, I've got Ismail Asar in. Still, I haven't got rid of him. That's just on the basis he's playing Rotherham midweek. Um, otherwise, I'd get rid uh, yeah. I haven't been impressed since they've gone two up front, like with your Gray Deeney um coming back. He has he hasn't really done anything for me. But would you sell him before Rotherham? I wouldn't sell Sar before Rotherham. Um but you've then got talk ahead of Birmingham, Brentford, even maybe Huddersfield, Norwich. He's got some tough fixes after that. So can you afford to bench a ten million player for for the next few weeks, or do you just keep playing him against the fixtures when you're not happy with his with his form? Um, I don't know. I wouldn't sell him for one fixture though. No, see, I want him gone completely, but I'm scared before Rotherham. But then I kind of contradict myself because I say, based my transfers on form over fixtures. Yet I'm holding on to Saw just because they're playing Rotherham. But it says one of them. I could sell, and I know we could haul, or I could. Keep him and he does nothing, but I don't really know what to do. I suppose it's just keep with my rules that I've made for myself, shall we say, and get rid and bring in someone who's in more form. But it's easier to say that than done because there isn't many midfielders in form, really, is there? That's it. Whoever you bring in is probably going to blank as well by the, the, the way it's gone this season. So, yeah. That's exactly how it's happened with me with Brooks. I brought Brooks in for a minus four. He got me an assist in the first game and then he's done absolutely nothing since then. As good a player he is, I can't see him as a fancy asset at the moment. Just doesn't really do it for me. I expect more from Brooks. Just in terms of midfielders, I've gone for sort of five. I've got Buendia, Saar. Elliot of Blackburn and then two Bournemouth mids and I'm just going to like you, like we've touched on here just play two or three of them each week now because they're just so hit and miss stick to me three up front stick to me four at the back yeah two or three I think that works best uh, Dan Doom is an interesting one because obviously he's been injured he's been out and he did tweet out um, I think it was last week it's just a minor injury um, he should be back in no time but how, how long can you hold on for him I mean, I've even got that desperate. I've even <laughs> direct messaged him on Twitter, but he hasn't read it. <laughs> to just try to find out. Because... <laughs> yeah, sad as it is. But he's such a good asset in the game. So if he's fit, I want him. But I don't want him stinking my bench out for too much longer because I need the points. But yeah, that's how desperate I've got. I've decided to tweet professional footballers. <laughs> 
But yeah, we'll see how desperate that goes. Times. Yeah, it is desperate times. We'll move on though. So I think that covers like the midfielders. We've covered the defence and forwards there. To be fair, we've given everyone kind of like an overall special there. So hopefully that helps every everybody. But we'll move up now to the last topic that we've come up with, and it's double or treble ups. And this was your point that you brought up, Rob. Um, so is this basically what teams you think that we could double or treble up on? Yeah, that's it. I mean, I, we've touched on this already, but you don't have to play all of you. You know, you can't play all 15 every week, but you need them for the bench. So it's which teams can you rely on, whether it's for four more fixtures, uh, to, to trust having two or three spots tied up in them. Have you had a look um, at this? I've had a, a brief bit of notes. And my first note is, I think we should all be double or tripling up on our own team. Because before, you know, I didn't play any championship fantasy games before this. So the novelty factor is you've got your own team in there. Yeah. It took me 10 weeks or so to actually get my own players in. So I think that's a good place to start. I've had three throughout the season. I had Davies to start off with. Um, I had Nick Powell for a brief spell before he overrode. Um, he did all right for his price. And then um, Travis Campbell I had for three or four yeah. weeks. Um, me personally, I'm coming off Campbell just on the basis I think the strike is in better form at the moment, so I'm going to go there. Um, Powell would possibly come into my overall team. Um, he's good value. What? Which plays at Middlesbrough have you got? I've got a defensive triple up. Which uh, we won't mention this week. We know we're not talking about that this week. But I've got uh, left back, right back, and potentially right winger in Spence. See, it's a funny game this because two, three weeks ago, if I if I had my overall, then I'd have ended up with probably a tri- triple Middlesbrough, maybe definitely double defence, possibly a third. But then right now, I'm looking at overall, and I haven't got any. So it just shows yeah. how quick it turns around. This game does. Um, talking about our teams, I don't think we mentioned it at the beginning of the pod, did we? How did uh, Middlesbrough get on this week? Well, I got I got three points and four points from my. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great, was it? Um, the commentary was absolutely brutal. My commentary was all stuck. Um, supporter or local radio, and he just kept saying how dirty we'd played and how Warnock was getting one over on them on the pitch and. So it's about three injuries we've had now today. It was a typical Stoke versus Middlesbrough game, I think, and I'm just glad to come away with it with three points. So for the listeners that aren't aware, um, you've probably guessed it by now, but I'm a Stoke fan, Rob's a Middlesbrough fan, and we beat them at the weekend and we're going up. (laughs) And there was just one one more thing I had to mention. Um, I've been instructed to mention this on the podcast. Um, this week, the Gaffer Cup started, so it's the first round of fixtures. You are in my fiance's group, Rob. Um, it's her first time playing. She created a team Friday afternoon, and she played you first game, Rob. How did that go? It was a tough and tight affair. <laughs> 67 versus about 80, so she's done me there. I heard you were going to copy her team as your overhaul, though. <laughs> She did make sure, before she went upstairs, before we recorded, she goes, make sure you mention that I beat him on the pod. <laughs> She's over the moon. So, but we won't say any more about that. Um, we'll go back to the doubles and trebles. Um, I haven't really looked into it properly. I had just a quick look through who I thought. So if I just go through mine, and then we'll have a look what you think, Rob. Um, I've come up with four teams that I'd be willing to double and treble upon. First of all is... Triple Swansea defence, Woodman, Bidwell and Roberts. Um, I think a lot of people at least got a double up now um, with Roberts and Bidwell. My second one is Birmingham double defence. Um, I'd look at going Etheridge and Goal and Colin. I just think they are... Um... Second team, Birmingham double defence. I'd look at Etheridge and Goal and Colin. Um, 
I really like them. I had Colin throughout most of their season, then swapped him for Friend, the cheaper option. I just seemed to miss their clean sheets for some reason. Just because Friend was cheap, I decided benching where if I have Colin at 6.3, I think he is, I'm probably liable to play more than hopefully catch them clean sheets. My third is Bournemouth attack. Uh, Dan Juma and Solanke would be my options there. And then last of all, Reading attack, Elise is value and Jao. Um, any you disagree with there, Rob? No, I've got uh, I've got written written down that they look like they are back and in form. I've got Swansea defence. I've got Birmingham defence written down. The only one I would add, and it's probably a bone of contention, is Blackburn attack because they are clear top scorers. I've got Elliot and Armstrong, um, but I've I've been looking at like Niambe right back, and he's just so plays like a winger, but they're sort of uh, there's quite a lot of rotation in there. Barry Douglas came off with a an injury again, so I just to know. Yeah, I, there, I, don't think. I looked at Blackburn when I was doing the same. Brereton's cheap, but he obviously then mm-hmm. takes a striker slot, and I don't, I don't think I'd be comfortable with him and Armstrong. Um, so I just avoided it, but I did have a look at them. Um, so yeah, well, I've got an assist off Elliot last week, and then midweek got ten points off him, so he's doing all right for me going under the radar. What price is Elliot? Good question. I got him when he was dirt cheap. Let's have a look. I'm going to guess mid sixes. Now, I remember I went for him over Harry Wilson because Harry Wilson was about eight and a half. Yes, yeah, 6.6 failure. 6.6. Yeah, he's not bad, especially if he seems to be getting a good run of games as well, Elliot. And, you know, I think they're going to play him quite a lot for Liverpool to allow him to go there. So he's definitely worth looking at, I suppose. It's just me at the moment, I'd rather. Go double ups on Bournemouth and Reading attack, but again, that will probably change next week. We're probably talking about someone else. Um, have you got any more? Actually, if I look at my, well, if I look at my own team here, I'm sort of in, in double up city here because I've got double midfield of Bournemouth. I've got double attack of um, we call them defensive attack, double attack from Blackburn, double attack from Watford. So I'm heavily loaded on inconsistent teams here. By the looks of it. Yeah, I'm on triple Bournemouth, double Swansea, double Watford with Foster and Saar, and that's it. Yeah, that's it for now, yeah. Yeah. So we'll move on then. And there are some teams that we could look at doubling and tripling up on. Um, what we'll do now is we'll look ahead to the next two game weeks. So we've got game weeks in midweek again, and then next weekend. That is 17 and 18. I'm losing my game weeks. They're coming that fast. Um so we'll just look at what we normally do as best upcoming fixtures. Anyone caught your eye over the next two, Rob? Fixtures alone, I like yeah. Barnsley defence against Wick- Wickham and Sheffield Wednesday. I can see a couple of clean sheets there. Britain's got some good stats as well. I know Rob Pickle uh, love that choice from me. <laughs> I didn't see them, He's you got- know, when I was looking at the fixtures. I don't know, I've missed that at the top, but yeah, that's nice, that is Barnsley. And then even Preston after their inconsistence, and then obviously Swansea's a tough one. But then they've got Oddersfield Rotherham, mm. so they've got a nice you little run them. there. Nice little run. Who else you got? You could hold them. Coventry have got Luton and Wickham, and then Huddersfield and Jeff Wed. So if you're brave, you could you could potentially catch some points there. I'm not sure I'm Advocating going there. I looked at them. I saw the fixtures, but then I was just like, if I pick them, who can I recommend buying? And I just, there's no one there for me. Like, I don't think they're terrible, but I just, there's no one there really. Who else you got? Uh, that's it. Um, Ivan Tony and his Brentford colleagues have got Derby and Nottingham Forest, I think both leaky defences. Yeah. Um, you could choose either end of the pitch to target there, really. 100%. Um, Chef Wed have got Huddersfield and Barnsley, so they're green, green, as far as I can see. Um, Wickham, so, no, I can't recommend any Wickham fans, uh, players, can you? <laughs> Absolutely not. I was, when my ad like, looked up then when you said Wickham, I was like, you're not going to recommend a Wickham player, are you? <laughs> Fixtures only. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, Watford have got Rotherham and Birmingham, so. If you've got your foster, you could 
expect a couple of clean sheets there, I would expect, I would reckon. Yeah, definitely. I had a look at some, and to be fair, I haven't looked defensively. Mine have just been um, who I think could score well. So I've got Brentford on there, obviously. I think yeah. Derby and Forest are poor. So um, it's another reason why I could possibly overall just to get Tony back because I've gone, where is it now, three or four game weeks without him, and I don't think I can sit there and watch him against Derby and Forest. So they're really good fixtures. I've also got down Bristol City. They've got Blackburn and Rotherham. Um, Rotherham really poor lately. Um, someone I spoke to on Twitter last night mentioned this. I forgot his name. Um, a Luton fan he is. Um, they've conceded seven and two now, Rotherham. And Blackburn, good going forward, but they don't convince me at the back. So I think there's definitely goals yeah. there for Bristol City. Um, I've got Norwich down. They've got Forest. And then, again, the same reason for Blackburn. Reading have got Birmingham and QPR. And Watford have got Rotherham and Birmingham. I know I've been digging up Birmingham defensively. And, you know, there is a chance they, they could keep a clean sheet, but Reading or Watford on yeah. their day, there's potential for them to blow them away. So um, that's the reason yeah, I went there. If you had to choose one team with the best two fixtures, say for captain um, options, who would you choose? Which team? Man with Brentford. <laughs> You could easily go for Tony, Tony, couldn't you? The next two yeah. games, no problem with that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I would be tempted myself, just let me make sure I'm right in saying this before I actually say it, but I'd be tempted to use my cap. Is it Captain Fantastic? Um, what is it? Yeah, I'd be tempted to or use my multi captain. I, yeah, Captain Fantastic. Um, times three multiplier to your captain, times two yeah. for your vice. I'd be tempted to use that in game week 18 next weekend. Brentford at Forest, so Tony captain. Joe, um, vice captain against QPR or vice versa. I think that's a good shout for that one. Yeah, that's a decent shout. It's a good fix. Those owners are sitting pretty old too. The what, Tony sorry? owners. The Tony owners, we're sitting, sitting pretty happy. Yeah, 100%, I think. <laughs> I can't not go without him. He's going to have to come in for me. Um, so, talking of captains, do you know who your captain this coming game week? I was pretty happy with my captaincy last week. I didn't go with the standard Tony Armstrong, so I gained about what did I gain? Armstrong only got about good to get two. Oh, and uh, Bindwell got six, so I gained that difference. Uh, but this week I'm going for Tony against Derby at home and Bristol City Armstrong. Just fancy him. Oh no! But I fancy him more than the rest of my shambles team. Mine is currently sitting on Joe. Um, I had him last week. He's there for Birmingham. But yeah. if I do pull the trigger on the overall, um, it will be Tony. My only issue is if I overall this week and then Captain Fantastic in eighteen. Which I think the viable options to do, I'm too I'm too boost down and I've only got one to use then and I've got a long long way yeah. to go. So uh, that's something I'm gonna have to think about over the next day or two before the deadline. Um, transfers, have you got any plans? Again, I haven't. I'm thinking of an overall, so there's no point in me telling you mine. You might laugh at this one. You've touched on it just there with your worries over Birmingham defence. Yeah. You know I've got double Birmingham defence. So. I've gone for Davies of Stoke out. He's gone. He was my only remaining player who doesn't play. Yeah. Because it took me a good few weeks to realise that you do need a 15-man squad here. <laughs> and I've brought in, uh, what's his name? Wild Smith at Chef Wed. Yeah. I look, he's got price. It's a, is he 4.4? Mm. 4. 4. 4. 4. 4. 4. 4. 4. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a bit boring. A bit of a boring transfer, but I've looked at how I can rotate him against Birmingham. And I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Huddersfield, Barnsley, Nottingham, Coventry out of him. And then I'm gonna go back to Birmingham and catch potentially Middlesbrough and Nor uh, Nottingham Forest Derby. So it's good. Good rotation. Yeah. Can't fault that one at all. Um yes, yeah, so that looks ahead to next week then. What we'll do now then before we finish up is we'll go through some of the Twitter questions that we've had from the listeners. Um so we'll start off. With, I did have a look through all these and I have tried to 
do a bit of research, but Adam Robinson, he did tweet one very, very late just before we started recording. So I'll read it out um, if we can answer it well. Um, he's put his bid while worth a transfer to Roberts. Um, so annoying, didn't do it last game week because he was rested and guaranteed to play or strip the midfield for a double up. What would you recommend? Bid well the Roberts for them. I'm on the wrong side of this. I'm a, I'm a bid well man. Like I said this on uh, on the DMs during the game. I said Roberts is now everything that I thought Bidwell was that season. Yeah, he did. It's crazy. Is it worth going? Um, if you're gonna go, you need to go before this podcast airs because he's gonna get another price right. But the gap will be 0.3 I expect at that point. Um, I didn't see Robert's goal. Was it a freak? Um, shit. I saw it as well. I, I saw him. It. I saw him celebrating, <laughs> and my mind's got. I can't think of it. So he's just no. Just out of curiosity, because I know he's off, taken off a few set pieces. I don't think it was. You know, yeah. I think he just popped up in the box. My, but I might be wrong. No, might be wrong. Uh, that's a good question. I'm not considering it. I don't know. Point five is going to be for me because I've got Bidwell at six point eight. Yeah, I'm going to go to Roberts at seven point three. It's going to cost me half a mil. Um, if you were, if you couldn't, can do it. Not the worst idea, but there's nothing to say Bidwell's not going to just turn it on again because. On paper, stats and things are really Bidwell was higher than most. So I would double up if I could. If if there's a way that you can do it, Adam, I'd look at trying double up because yes, Roberts is getting all the limelight, but Bidwell is still a very good option. So if you can, I would try and double up. Um, his next question is put as best teams with defensive fixtures. So we've just looked at fixtures a little bit there. I hadn't really looked at defensively, but Rob, you said Barnsley. Definitely agree there. Brentford with Derby and Forest, they'd be there. Coventry, we've got Luton and Wickham. Um, I'm just trying to have a look, see, um, off the top of my head, if anyone. Yeah, I've looked at, um, I've gone as far as next six. Um, so I've looked at Bournemouth, both yep. ends of the pitch. They've got some really good ones back from Swansea in there. Bristol City, defence, Middlesbrough defence for six game fixtures. Nice. I'm glad you looked at them then. So Adam Rob's got you covered there. Um, next question. Um, oh, he's got one more, Adam has. Um, cheeky get putting three questions in. Uh, which positions are best to rotate around or use transfers on? Um, you touched on it earlier on in the pod, Rob, about um, jumping on and off strikers. Do you reckon that's the best way to go? Or would, what about defence? Would you leave them as they are? What do you think? Um, my objective over the last three or four weeks has been to get my squad all playing. So that's been my immediate sort of problem is coming up with less than 11 players. But um, if you're in a position where, where I will be next week, it's got to be that third striker spot because it's got such a huge upside on it. Yeah, 100%. I think that's probably the priority because you can play two or three mids, no problem. Um, like I'm guilty of having held Pedro since, God only knows, like probably my overhaul. I haven't touched my front three for since, like, ah, oh, since Pookie went. That's it. Since Pookie went. I I think the third strike spot, you could, you could uh, transfer in and out there quite a lot and even just like one midfield spot, but. I think with there being two games in a week, taking a minus four every now and again, you know, it isn't the worst thing. If you've got, say, for example, Tyrus Campbell, who seems to have, um, I wouldn't say come out of form, he's still playing well, but he's not getting the numbers that you want. And, for example, Joe is, you know, taking a minus four, getting to there, getting his goals, and then waiting for the next person coming form. I don't think it's too much of a bad idea taking the odd hit or two, do you? I don't think so, no. I'm quite aggressive in other fantasy games. I haven't taken the hits, I don't think, this year. But, 
you get you can easily win. Uh, you can you, the other argument is if you don't touch it for a week, you get two transfers. So yeah, quickly rectify things in this game. Okay, next question. FPL Thomas Eastport. I own Wallace and Saw. Who should I downgrade, or which player should I bring in, or hold both? What do you think? We've touched a lot on mids, haven't we, this week? Um, so I guess my summary of that is if you can afford everyone else that you want, you can probably justify having those prices, those people to be uh, in your squad and justify benching them occasionally. Yeah, I think with Saw, if you've got him, probably hold him for that Rotherham game and then maybe sell after. It depends, you know, how he does. Um, I don't think I'd bring him in for this game because then, like you said, they've got tough fixtures after that. Uh, in regards to Wallace, um, I haven't owned him at all yet this season and I'm quite reluctant to, um, to own him. But after looking at them numbers, I think I am going to bring him in just just to have them performance points and then, because I know he is how he owned, so um, if I had both, I'd probably hold. What about you? Do you agree? Yeah. I was going to say on um, on Wallace there that he's probably one that is a really good option over the whole long term, but that I didn't see many teams with this week. And of course, his paper fixture this week was probably the best. He had Derby, didn't he? I know he didn't deliver a great deal, but um, I saw people playing boosts where to me it was just just captain the guy on the fixture because he's already probably a differential. I know he didn't deliver, but yeah. He's got he's got to be in consideration for some of these weeks where he's playing QBR, not for uh, Forest Coventry. You know he's got these over the next few weeks, and he's a differential option that a lot of people won't have. Yeah, definitely. Um, FPL Buddy, next question. He's put what to do with Wallace and Dan Juma. So <laughs> we've covered Wallace there. Dan Juma, I think um, very good option if he's fit. You know, you've got to keep him having at that price. What would you do? Do you have Dan Juma? Yeah, I was got him before it was cool. Uh, I'm happy with him at six point, whatever he's costing me. He's, he's doing me no damage there because I've got a 15 man squad, you know, pretty much now. So he's doing you... me no harm. If he, he, if he starts getting cameos, he's going to kill me. I'll fume me. But where he's just not in the team sheet, I'm all right with it. Yeah, same. I think. As long as I know it's not going to be too much longer, if say he comes back in the next two weeks, I'll keep him at that price because yeah. I, I know I want him back. I've sold him before and I've ended up gaining him back. So um, I'd keep it. Um, in regards to put um, possible replacements, um, we went through midfielders earlier on. So, buddy, if you have a listen back at them, you've got your Wallace's, Dan Jumas, Buendia's, Elise's, so, so yeah. Um, next question is from Simple Gorg, which we basically um, covered because he's the one who brought up about the 5-3-2 um, formation. So we've gone through that. Thank you for bringing that up, Simple Gorg. Um, B- FPL Beery, um, he's a new player. I see him in one of the group chats. He's just started playing for this new Winter League. He's put which teams to attack over the next five weeks. Um we don't really look that far ahead, do we, on this podcast? Because we'll suggest teams, and then by the time next Sunday comes around, two games are gone. We're talking about someone else, so we normally just look two or three ahead. So we've covered the who we think's got the best fixtures coming up: Brentford, Bristol City, Norwich, Reading, Watford. Rob thinks Wickham, <laughs> Coventry, in there. But yeah, I think it's quite it's quite obvious, really. Um, I know you. He's new to the game, but he seems to know his stuff about the league, so he could probably work out who's got the best fixtures there um, over the next two. Next question is Adrian... Oh, my phone's just gone mad. Adrian Tor, is it time to move Campbell on from Stoke or stick with him? I think so. Um, His numbers aren't quite there in the last three, so I think there's better players in form. What about you, Rob? Would you agree? Yeah, Solanke and Jow are the flavour of the month, I think, for third striker if you keep in the, the template too. I'd probably even put Keith Moore just ahead of Campbell right now. If you're just going on form, I'd choose him over Campbell right now. I don't like his fixtures, a pretty horror show. Um, Stoke, Swansea, Birmingham, 
Norwich, Brentford can all defend on the day. So I don't like him. But it's on his, form, definitely. His presence since it's in the box, something yeah. I wanted at the beginning of the season, but I've just never gone back. Um, FPL Badger picked out any potential upcoming game weeks to use these next set of chips yet. Well, two things, Badger. Firstly, the boost. <laughs> Secondly, why well, ask a question where I'm going to have to do some work? Um, not going to lie. I wouldn't say I did a lot of work, but I did have a quick look. It's quite hard because, am I right in saying, Rob, we all haven't got the same boosts? We have got the same. We have got... Oh, I, well, I was under the impression that people have different boosts. Oh, you can just use three out of six, stupid me. Yeah, so we yeah. could end up using... You're using yours at 17, 18 and 19, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Last Sunday with Joe as well, I was saying I was going to be patient and um, use them wisely. Then here I am, first week of having them, I'm worried about burning two of them. Um, I had a quick look. I looked at Goldfest, um, which this one could go into game week 18 as well, because Blackburn have Norwich, Bournemouth have got Uddersfield, Brentford have got Forest. I've put Norwich, they've got Blackburn as well. I, I just think both of them can easily score in that game. Um, Reading, QPR... Stoke have got Derby and Watford have got Birmingham. So the goal fest is five points for every goal scored, isn't it? Extra, yeah. I think they're a good set of fixtures. Mm. And then I had overall, obviously, use that when you need it. And then I had a look at the optimal captain and what I thought to myself, because I eat this boost. I really do eat this. Um, I just thought everyone's got Armstrong and Tony. They're going to captain one of them. When's the one week where they may struggle to choose one? So I've put game week 26 where Armstrong plays Middlesbrough and Tony plays Swansea. You could possibly play it there, couldn't you? And hopefully someone gets you a high score. Good job. Yeah. Have you had a look at any of them? I hadn't looked. So if I end up burning them all off, I'm going to blame this question. Obviously, it depends on your team because my fixtures are going to be different to yours, are going to be different to Joe's. So, but I don't want to overhaul this time. Like I mentioned, I've made sure I've got 15 starters now. Yeah. But I was looking at goal fest in game week 19, potentially. Okay. So you've put 18. But, um, Blackburn's got Rotherham, and I've got double Blackburn attack. Bournemouth's got Wickham, and I've got double Bournemouth attack. Um, mm. Norwich have got Reading, um, can concede, Reading can concede, and I've got Quindia. And then Tony's against Watford. So I'd have to bench one of those players to get seven attackers on the field. But that's um, potentially good. Park the bus in game week 21 because I've got triple Borough defence against Rotherham. Nice. Uh, Bidwell's against QPR, which could be a shutout. And then Birmingham, so I've got friend against Forest. It could be doable there. Oh, that's tasty, that is. That does look really good on paper. Yeah. And then lastly, I've penciled in a multi-captain or a captain fantastic in week 27. Armstrong, Tony and Bidwell, probably, which is the same as I did before at multi-captain. Yeah, definitely agree with that. They look nice. That part of the buzz on paper looks brilliant. You could have a massive return mm. there. Um, so that covers that. Um, that covers all the questions as well. So thank you everyone for sending them in. I hope we've helped you there. Um Going forward now, we'll be back next Sunday. Um, exactly the same again, two game weeks. So we'll go through the key points, look ahead, answer listeners' questions. Um, in regards to the Gaffer Cup, everyone knows that started this week. I had an app that was keeping track of the league tables and all the results. And then this morning, as I was filling them in, I found out you can only put a maximum score of 99 in the results. So that's fucked me over massively because there's quite a few people who are in the hundreds, so it'd mess up the goal difference. And if two people who play each other both hit hundred, it'd go down as a draw. So I'm no longer able to do that. So I sent the mother-in-law up to Tesco to get me a notepad. I'm going to do it all by with pen and paper tomorrow when I get in from work. So uh, by the time you listen to this podcast, hopefully they should be tweeted out. If not, it shouldn't be too long. It will definitely be at some point tomorrow, uh, possibly the, the evening when my partner goes work. But, um, yeah, that's good. So we'll keep you updated with the Gaffer Cup 
um, every week. Is there anything else we've missed, Rob? No, I'm happy. Sounds good. Bring on Tuesday. Yeah, I love the midweek games. It just keeps me going through the week. It breaks my week um, my week at work up. So really looking forward to that. But yeah, so thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you all next Sunday. Thanks for joining me, Rob. Good night. Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination!